Starting second service. Uh, I do want to welcome you and those who are visiting us uh, through the internet, which happens uh, every Sunday at the second service. Now, the first service, it was pretty full today. I mean, it was packed. And some people are going, oh, you know, the, the church is growing. This. I want you to know that there's actually a service uh, after this all week long. There's four different platforms that we rebroadcast. We're broadcasting live right now, and people can call in and ask for prayer uh, online with Pastor uh, Phil and Linda, who are next door. <clears throat> That's what they head up. And then there's four different platforms that we're on the internet. And at a peak, in a week's time, there's 1,500 views. We've been that high on the different, you add up the, but we pretty much average, we think about 700 people who tune in during the week. And so I just want you to know that I'm not even talking to this little crowd. I'm talking to that bigger crowd. Thank you for coming. <laughs> no, you are the faithful who attend. We're going to be ending the series on uh, being generous and generosity. And this is really, uh, I'm preaching about you guys because specifically in the area that we're going to be talking about today and generosity, it's about what you have to be to be a part of a generational church. It, 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 there's things that you've got to put up with. It, to, we, we preach... And we have different people who preach, uh, you know, young people and old people. We have, we have teaching pastors, and some of them you really connect with, and then some of them you're going, well, that's old guy. For instance, <clears throat> I'm the old guy who preaches. This church started in Crystal and I's living room, and actually the, the first service we had a, a, a home church who attended. They said, we're so glad we came by, we love we love what we were doing. We have home churches. And I told him, I said, well, this was a home church that just got out of control. It just went crazy. And they're like, oh, really? This could happen? Yeah. So uh, now there are young people who have to put up with me. Do you know there's things that I say that are absolutely offensive? Gestures that I make that my kids go, don't ever do that again. You don't know what that means. I go, okay, okay. You know, and then the first thing I do is do it again. Uh, by accident, by accident. And then there are some of us who are seasoned. And you're listening to people instruct you in the things of the Lord that are younger than your children. It takes being generous to be a part of that. And so when you're part of a generational church, there's, there needs to be a lot of grace and generosity that you guys have displayed. And I just want to thank you for it, and we're going to talk about it today. In the Olympics, there's a picture that I get that I, I see is the standard for the church. And it's in track and field. Track and field can, for me, can be some, you, you like some races, and I don't like some races. You know, I don't like the marathon. Okay, well, we've been doing this for the last three hours, and who's in first place now? And you see a bunch of people going, and they're all skinny. You know, it's like, is this fat shaming? Why can't we have a fat guy leading like me? You know, it's just, it's, 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 
It's like, that's just not exciting. And then there's one guy who comes running around the corner. He's the winner. You know, it's like, <laughs> he just ran this huge marathon. But the thing that I love is the relay race for different reasons. A relay race, it's not about the fastest guy. Because the guy who's, the, the, the guys who are on the team may not be the fastest in the world or the fastest in the United States. The race can be won and lost in the passing of this, the baton. Is that what it's called? Yes. No, the aluminum tube. Okay? It can be won or lost. So there, some of the fastest people alive can't make the team because they cannot in this small, they have a small section of the track that they have to pass. So it's not about, you know, it, it, it's, it's not about how fast this one guy is, this one girl. It's about timing. It's about strategy. And most of all, if they don't get that baton to the finish line, it was all for naught. It's going, well, the leg that he ran, he ran it faster than anybody ever. They don't, they don't keep that. That doesn't go in a book. What goes in the book is who gets that across the line. And it takes a team. In a generational church, it takes a team. It takes a passing of the baton to the next generation. So whenever I see the relay race, I see the church, the generational church. In Genesis, the first book of the Bible, actually Genesis, Genesis means beginning. In the beginning, God finds a man that he says he's going to have the blessing of God. And the one thing that qualifies Abraham is because God could trust Abraham to pass on the blessing. Not just hold on to it, not just be the lead guy always, but to pass it on, to know when it's passed on, to, to take that time to train his son to hand off that baton. And he hands it off to Isaac. And then Abraham instilled in Isaac to pass on what he had learned from his father to Jacob. And then when Jacob gets it, Jacob refers back to his grandfather, Abraham. And some months ago when we were teaching, I taught this, and it says that the Lord's name is this. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is my name forever. The Lord was proclaiming, I am a God of generations. There have been many generations, and it's recorded in the Bible, where they didn't pass it on. They missed it. Although they received a blessing, it didn't get passed on. They forgot that in this space, they were to, above all things, not just live their life, you know, just not to be the fastest, the best, the most religious, the most, but to pass the baton to get it to the finish line is the winner. And what I like about that is because, you know what, that's our job. 
And you might say, well, I don't tell a good story. I'm not a good witness. I'm not, I, I, I don't even know how to do it. You know what? The Bible says, pass the baton. You may not be the fastest, but you'll still win the race if you pass the baton correctly. That's it. We want to get that baton from here to the end. And here's, on the track, they have a marked space where the person who takes the baton starts here and it ends here. It's got to pass in this period or you miss it. Here's the thing about us. If we miss it with our kids, we got a little space here at the end to pass it to our grandkids. You can even be Uncle Bobby, the weird one, who always insists that the family prays when they get together and everybody's just enduring you, you know. But just in case, you know, let's let Uncle Bob pray because he's the one guy in the family who goes to church. And if ever I am standing before the Lord, I'm going to go, but Uncle Bobby, (laughs) I don't know if that's going to work or not. But um, you have the responsibility to pass the baton. It says those who make that passing of the baton belong to Abraham's blessing. You belong in that that rare group. Well, we're going to look at this passing, this generational church, this this short time to 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 pass this baton. You know, the 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 Lord tells us that as leaders, it's our responsibility, not just in our family, but as leaders in the church, in the community. We have a responsibility to pass on leadership. And unfortunately, the place where churches get caught up is that they pass on, they'll pass on leadership to somebody who's their age. Guess what? You both finish the race usually at the same time. The race is going to be over. What we need to be spending some time with is passing it to the generation behind us. Then it gets to the finish line. If not, the Joshua generation, they just kept passing it amongst themselves and never passed it to the generation behind them. And then all that was for naught. Israel fell into a dark period of time after Joshua because they did not teach those. They did not pass the baton to the younger ones. And it's one of the things that we have been criticized and praised for. And that is, we've been criticized and praised for that one thing, that we've passed, we pass on leadership to younger kids. We pass them on. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm always amazed that we keep children, children till they're 30. In my family, the second they can make life you're a young adult. If you can procreate, you're a young adult and you need to start having responsibilities or we're going to have a problem. Because if you get impregnated or pregnant somebody, guess what? I, you must be an adult. But with somebody with that, that series of consequence, guess what? They need to be given responsibilities of a young adult. But in the church, it seems like we hold back well, man, you're about 62, you'll probably... You know, wisdom doesn't always come with age. 
It comes with the anointing of God on your life, and that can happen at the earliest of ages. And we're going to see that that's the promise of God. That, that God says that, that we're, in a, we're in a time that there seems to be a new, a new rule, a new standard. Look at this. In Acts 2, and it's also in Joel, there was, it was a prophecy, but in Acts 2 we see that, that the prophecy came about. And in the last days, in the last days, it shall be. This is an absolute from God. Because it doesn't say in the last days, it shall. It doesn't say in the last days, it could be. It doesn't say in the last days, this is up to you. This is a proclamation. It says, in the last days, it shall be. God declares. That's another exclamation point. It is going to be if you participate or not. But you need to participate for this to be. This is the way it's going to be. Let me tell you, the last days started Pentecost. Jesus is risen from the dead, and Pentecost has come. And that was the start. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Who's left out on that? Raise your hand. All flesh. He'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Girls, you're not second place in the kingdom. You know, like, oh, wage inequality. In the kingdom? In the world? Maybe. But in the kingdom? Right now. You see, what this is saying in the last days, the last days is different from being under the law. The law said that men, you do this, women, you do this, this is your place, that place. But this is an introduction that in the last days, the law used to be your babysitter. It used to be the one you, who governs you until you're, you know, kept you from running out in traffic. But in the last days, you don't need a babysitter anymore. Women, you're released. Young men, you're released. Because the Spirit of God, the Ancient of Days is coming upon you. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I want you to know that's the same thing coming from a different place in your life. The young men... They're going to see visions. They're out there running. They're taking it on. I see that mountain and I'm going to climb it. As old men said, well, we climbed the mountain. <laughs> but you know what? The Lord says, uh, you know, fall asleep. I'm going to give you a dream. You know, be busy about taking that mountain. I'm going to give you a vision. What's the difference between a vision and a dream? Not much. One's awake, one's asleep. <laughs> uh, old men. I climb that mountain. I'm going to watch you. you know, reach for that rock. I remember I used to take uh, the church for 20 years. We'd go rock climbing. And I'd sit down there with the belay, the rope around my waist, and I'd be letting them up there. And I'm t telling these usually young kids, I'm going, reach to the right. You can't see it. It's right above you. Grab that. Put your foot. Lift your left leg up. Put your foot right there. I was at the bottom. I've already climbed it years ago. Now I'm telling you how to do it. 
people made sure I wasn't asleep while I had the safety line on. <laughs> are you awake? You watching? Are you watching me? Are you? Yeah, do it. You'll get no problem. I can't believe he's doing this. Go ahead. You got this one. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's like old and young both get to dream. And the Lord's going to give us the same dream. My dream is I'm going to see that you, the younger guy, gets to climb it. I've climbed it. It's my job to encourage you. It's my job to protect you from that. It's my job to have the safety line, the belay. It's called the belay. I climbed it. Of course, when I climbed it, I didn't have a belay. But uh, <laughs> I was stupid. I was young. Now I'm smart. I put you on a safety line. Try that one to the right. And guess what? That grab to the right doesn't always, not the best for you. It's the best from where I see, but it's not the best for you. But I'm there to make sure you get up there and don't fall to the bottom if you slip. So the old and the young still get to dream. It's the same dream. Maybe a different hold here and a different grab there. Our babysitter, guys, it's no more. The ancient of days has come upon us and said, I'm going to fill you with my spirit. And I'm going to make those who are servants, they're going to prophesy just as the rich, the talented. It's all about passing that baton. You may not be the fastest, but you're going to, I'm giving everyone the ability to pass the baton. Its secret is passing the baton. You're not the fastest. You may not be the youngest. You may not be the oldest. You may be a servant and you're not the richest. But in the spirit of God, it's all level. Men, women, it's all level. And that's why it takes generosity for us to recognize the move of God because, like I said, some of you have to come in and hear someone the age of your children teach you the things of God, but what they're teaching you is really the truth of the spirit that's, uh, that's ancient and it's within them. And the old guy who stands up here mm, <clears throat> telling the young people, said, this is how you need to look at life. You're old. You don't know anything about life. And you chuckle. You have to be generous going, you know, just maybe I don't know everything. And that's hard, I know, for young people. It's hard for old people. <laughs> wow. None of us are going to be left out. The Spirit of God, when he comes upon you, there's no reason. There's, basically, it says, you know, Acts 2, there's no excuse. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I'm old. I'm young. I'm poor. Do you know what levels of field is filling yourself and allowing the Spirit of God to come upon you? Levels of field. I just remember the disciples, the uneducated men would stand in front of the leaders, the religious leaders, and they would speak with such authority. He said, these men aren't educated. How can they speak that way? Because the playing field was leveled by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be left out. The 
The ministry draws people together, but it's only through generosity. You, you know, like, you know what? I'm going to allow him to lead. I'm going to allow him to do his. I'm going to allow him to move in his gifting. I'm going to allow him to do it, even though I probably could do it better right now is his timing. It's there. You may be now the belay person to keep him safe if he falls. Galatians chapter 3. All who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. You know how you can change clothes? It can just change who you are. Totally changed. It's just like changing clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are children of a generational God. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. When there's no longer Jew, no Gentile, nor slave, nor free, nor rich, nor poor, nor male, nor female, you now truly walk into a generational God. It's no longer, I'm old, you're young. I know I'm young, you're old. No, it's a generational God. When all that falls away, now we move into a blessing. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham now belongs to you. Wow. It now belongs to you. Just as all of us have a responsibility in recognizing timing, place where you are, raising up those behind you, to pass the baton. Today we're going to pass the baton. But I'm going to ask uh, the different pastors, the teaching pastors, uh, Pastor Peter, Dr. Crystal, to come on up here. I know what we're doing here today is going to be big for our church, but you need to realize everyone here has a responsibility and somehow passing a baton. Hello. <laughs> I need to grab this. That. Today, I want to officially, now I want you to know that we, we've been working on this for years. This isn't physically anything different. But today, with Pete's mom and his family's watching from Scotland. <laughs> hey, Mari. This is the day that I want to publicly announce that I'm passing the baton, 
that I am going to, I am the senior pastor, I'm the founder, but the lead pastor, the one who's going to step up and take on the headwinds of the church, who's going to charge ahead, you know, and fight the, the first line of the battle that takes, that needs to take place, you know, for a, a pastor, the lead pastor. I'm going to be passing that on to Pastor Brunton. Six months from now, he may be cursing me, but, <laughs> but one of the things that we did is Pete became the executive, and he took on all the, the physical stuff, and then he's been taking uh, a lead in the spiritual stuff. And the reason we've done this in a, uh, at the pace that we have is that there's no one can see what I see until you sit where I sit. And Pete has taken that, and I've seen just an incredible change in his life, uh, much more grace. Uh, <laughs> everything's white and black when you're number two. Uh, and it's a lot grayer when you're number one. And that's the, that's the sight that, that the Lord gives you in this position. So... I know a crystal announced this in the first service that there are. Uh, we'll go ahead and do it now. You know, who's gonna, who also is attending? Oh, today? we just are very conscious and very aware. And first of all, all the the pastors are up here because are we all in agreement? Yes, we are. This is a good thing. This is a happy day. This is wonderful. <laughs> but what I was saying, what struck me when I was writing to church this morning, is that. Uh, Stuart, P Pastor Peter's father, is no doubt dancing the Scottish jig in heaven. And my mother, Mima, and um, Pop-Ops are very proud. They're all together, and they have passed the baton to us. We have passed it to y'all, and we will be faithful. And I just wanted to say a word for if Kale and Rome will just take a step forward, uh, not wanting to either one of them. But I want you to look at all the people. Would you wave at Kale and Rowan, please? These are the people that will have your back. These are the people, if you stumble and scrape your knee, they will surround you and protect you until you can stand. These are the people. Are we in agreement? Will you promise to pray? Okay. Hallelujah. So let me give a prophetic word to us, to the lead pastor. And it comes from Second Peter. It goes, and you must not forget this one thing. This is so important. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. Okay, Pentecost happened 50, some, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. And how many years ago was that? 2000 and, okay, 19, thank you. 
<clears throat> this is like homeschool. We'll take the test again. You failed. And how many years ago was that? There you pass. Don't you wish you went to homeschool? <laughs> Jesus raised on the third day. The church has been waiting for the last, the, the visible signs of the last days to happen. Right now in the Middle East is exactly how the, old, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ in Revelations says that Christians are, are going to be martyred for their faith. They're going to be beheaded. And that is what is exactly for the first time ever has been happening in the Middle East. Do you know what being... 2019 years is what year is that we are in the third year everything seems to happen in threes with our Lord the Lord was raised in the third year although they've been looking for the last days ever since Jesus died they were expecting the Lord to return right then but because of this and Peter I don't think it's by any mistake that they put this scripture in the New Testament that one day is a thousand years. Well, it's been over 2,000 years now, so we are now into the third day. And the Bible doesn't say that Jesus was raised at the end of the third day. It said he was raised on the third day. We are in the third day. Who wants to see the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you, come upon this church, come upon the lead pastor? Amen. And that's where we're, that's, that's exactly where we're at. So in, in my anointing him as the lead pastor is that Dr. Chris and I are going nowhere. We're going to have the same dreams together. We're going to have the same dreams together. The glory of the young is their strength. The wisdom is with the aged. We're going to join these two. We're going to come together. We're going to continue on as we were. But I'm expecting a fresh anointing of God. Not a different, a fresh. It says that in the last days, he's going to take the old and the new and put it together. Are you ready to see that? So join with me. You can stand again. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit... I pass the baton to Pastor Peter Brunton to be the lead pastor of this church, for the Holy Spirit to come upon him in a greater way than ever before as he steps out to protect him from that which would destroy him and destroy the vision that the Lord has given this church. And I pray protection over the entire family, his wife, and his children. In the name of the risen Lord. Amen. Amen. I just, and I just, a word to Christine Sellers. This is the first time in her life that I've not been the lead pastor. Pray for her. <laughs> she loves Peter, but it's like, this is new territory. No, it's not. Because <laughs> we continue in the spirit that the Lord has placed on this church.
You know, there's always change on this church. Wow. Well, I want to. I want to just say, I'm. I'm very humbled by this, and I'm grateful for where God has lead, led us as well, and how we got here. I've now spent half of my life here officially in America, uh, so now I'm becoming American, apparently. <laughs> Only half of you applauded. That's not a good sign. <laughs> but, um, you know, if we coasted where we're at right now, we are, we, are, we are super blessed because of what Pastor Mark and Pastor Crystal have built for us here. If we just maintained what we have, we would live a very, very blessed life. But the fact is their vision and their goal was always that this would be a foundation for something greater. And so the onus is upon us and upon our generation to build something greater. So if what we have right now has been made over 30 years, imagine what will be built the next 30 years from this day forward. It just blows my mind that no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for us. And so, you know, my, my, first, my first act of office is to make sure that we pardon the Thanksgiving turkey. Um, sorry, that's the wrong office, isn't it? Sorry. <clears throat> I'm not president, that's right. Um, but uh, I, just, I just want to bless you right now, and I, and I hope that you want to have the same desire as I do to see God build something greater than ever has been seen before in this city, at least in this community, and then it would spread to this city, and then it would spread to the country as well. I'm so excited about what God, is, uh, God has in store. And do you mind if you would just join me in thanking Pastor Martin Crystal for everything that they have given to us at this point? <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness well may God bless you and may he keep you and make his, his face shine upon you because he has so many great things for us God has more for us do you agree with me on that one isn't that true alright Jim Sellers can you close us out today I can try. Um, just very quickly, I came to this church 22 years ago, and the first day we came, uh, Pastor Mark had done my wife's dad's funeral. And we just wanted to come back, or she just wanted to come back to see the church, to feel the love that she felt here. And, and she did, but the first time we came back, we came to see Pastor Mark, but he was gone and Pastor Peter preached. And he taught... Uh, the, main the main point of his sermon was geographical change brings spiritual change. So I look forward to him making our geography change so that we continue to grow spiritually and have an amazing continued growth. Have a great week. See you next time. <laughs>